Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Today, I'm going to be discussing the art of negotiating. Negotiation is defined as bringing about through discussion or communication. Being able to negotiate is an extremely important, vital skill we need in order to survive, to meet our needs, to communicate those needs, and have healthy relationships, and to grow into our full potential. It's such a pivotal and extremely important life skill, and I want to do an episode to discuss how to negotiate, some tips on how to do so, and, and what to do if you're in the relationship with a narcissistic abuser, and how difficult and most usually impossible it is to negotiate with a narcissist. So I'm going to quote from Christopher Voss, who is the former FBI hostage negotiator. He says that everything in life is negotiation. If somebody is trying to get you to say yes to something, you are in a negotiation. He says you're probably in three to seven negotiations every single day. The stereotype of negotiation is that it's about being the biggest jerk in the room, that it's who's the loudest, who's the most aggressive, who takes the most at the other person's expense. This stereotype is that I win means you have to lose and I beat you. He said that is not the case at all. He says great negotiation is about great collaboration. It's about several people faced with different aspects of the same problem. The adversary is not the person across the table. The adversary is the situation. The person across the table is a counterpart that's struggling with some aspect of the same problem that you are. He says you work with them and solve the problem together and you're both better off. So I completely agree with Christopher Voss. I do believe that everything is a negotiation in life. And, and at the core of negotiation is the desire and the intention to meet some sort of need, whether it's conscious or unconscious. The way I see it is that everything we do in the context of a relationship is trying to get someone else to respond to us and to influence them to meet our needs as a result, uh, be it love, affection, attention, or even a more basic need such as food or clothing. And this includes unconscious childhood inner needs such as love, attention, validation, acceptance, uh, and things like that. So let's talk about why you can't negotiate with a narcissist. A narcissistic abuser is basically like a terrorist, and actually many would call them emotional terrorists or social terrorists, and you can't negotiate with terrorists, and that's for several different reasons, which I'm going to now discuss. First of all, you can't trust that there is any transparency, so any communication, any negotiation is usually deceptive, there's usually manipulation, they are more than happy lying, and once you're lying, you can skew the negotiation in any way you want. You can promise one thing and not really have any intentions of meeting that specific uh, expectation. They're not true to their word, like I said, so in essence, you can just lie your way through it, get the other person to uh, buy into something, convince them that what they're signing or what they're agreeing to is, is, is good for them, but in essence, it's, it's not. They're not interested in an outcome that's mutually beneficial. It's just about power and winning at all costs. It's about, in essence, stealing from the other person. It's usually a bait and switch. There's usually bait and switch occurring, which is where they show you what you want to see and then manipulate you to agree to something and then kind of slowly uh, change out of that and gaslight you. Uh, usually they'll withhold important information that has to do with the negotiation, which again is, is deceptive and, and that is gaslighting. 
Uh, it's about win and lose at all costs. So if they feel like they got the worst end, uh, they'll feel resentful. So it's in essence manipulate and try to win and get as much as you possibly can, regardless of the way you actually have to go about doing that. Uh, and the lack of the resolution of the negotiation is the point. So the fighting is part of the addiction or the high of, of seeing their victims highly reactive, you know, pushing their buttons. It is a form of power and control. And finally, the point of the negotiation with a narcissist is leverage. So what they're trying to do is leverage control, power, and dominance. So it lacks empathy, and there's just zero regard for the needs and well-being of the other, other parties. So any negotiation is going to be frustrating. In essence, it's going to be rigged, and you're going to find yourself just con just duped and confused and oftentimes deceived. So with narcissistic perpetrators, the best way to negotiate is just to not negotiate at all if you can. Uh, walk away from the table when you identify that there's just word salad going on, they're trying to mind fuck you, excuse my French, and they're just trying to just pull you into a, a dynamics where you're just conflict, there's high conflict, you're constantly fighting, and you're trying to, uh, if you feel confused or you're trying to just get any type of clarity and you cannot, the chances are you're being manipulated by a narcissistic perpetrator. In that instance, you want to do what you can to walk away. There is not going to be anything that comes out of it that's beneficial. Now, when negotiating with a toxic person, a selfish person, a narcissist, it's also important to be very mindful of your approach. So if you have to, unless you have a child together and you have to negotiate, there has to be some resolution. If you're forced into a situation like that, be mindful of the fact that you want to take your emotions out of it. You do not want to let your emotions be at the table. You don't want to show up with your highly reactive state and your wounds. And that's why healing is so important because in that instance, you can develop that non-reactivity. And when that's the case and they're not on the table, the perpetrator has no access to these emotions through manipulation, uh, which if they do have access, they will exploit them. They'll pull your strings and cause you to maybe change your mind based on your sympathy, try to pull your heartstrings and your you know, compassion to try to get you to, to change your mind. It's important to communicate to the point. And this is where it's important to identify what it is that you want so that the perpetrator does not convince you that you don't want that. If you have an idea of what you want, then when they try to pull on your emotions, pull your strings and pull on your uh, you know, shortcomings or your flaws or your weaknesses, that you're able to stand firm and really not let your emotions dictate and sway. So it's important to get clear on what it is that you want and communicate to that point, don't get distracted by the word salad, by the fake tears, by the fake emotions, by the strong emotions that they try to pull at and the subtle gaslighting tactics. So now let's talk about some tips on how to negotiate in a healthy way. So if you are in a relationship with anybody, whether it's a coworker, a boss, a friend, an intimate partner, uh, and even with your inner child, it's important to negotiate in a way that allows all parties to feel heard, seen, and meet their needs in the most effective possible way. And in order to do that, we have to be non-reactive. So if we're too reactive, if we're too intensely triggered, we'll try to just bully our way through, or we'll just fawn, we'll just let the other person go. And that doesn't work because then both people are not feeling uh, fulfilled. So it comes down to being calm, developing inner peace, working through your inner world so that you can show up with a sense of peace and a sense of clarity. So you can communicate in a way that actually allows the other person to be heard, but also asserts yourself and your own specific needs. It's important to work on the art of communication. So it's listening, hearing what the other person is saying, and then responding as opposed to reacting so you can come to a conclusion that works with both of you. It's important to sit with attention and get comfortable with that anxiety of sitting in the tension of the unknown. You know, when, when you're in a negotiation, it's extremely confrontational. And if you fear a confrontation, you're not gonna wanna sit in that unknown of whether your needs will get met or not. So if you could find a way to be in the present moment, not be so attached to the outcome and be able to listen and respond in a way that helps both people feel heard, you will, I believe very strongly, come to a conclusion that helps both people not only feel heard and seen, but actually be able to meet each other's needs in a healthy way. 
And finally, in intimate relationships, specifically, it requires putting one's own personal needs and one's outcomes to the side and desires to the side and just listening and be able to be a little selfless and realize that there's another person here. They have needs, you have needs, they're both extremely valid. And by expressing them and communicating, you'll be able to resolve it. So healthy negotiation is about winning for everybody. You know, the best possible possible solution that works for everybody, which is about identifying needs, communicating those needs and being flexible, being respectful of yourself and the other person, and then communicating and working it out. The goal of a negotiation ideally is to find common ground and a solution that benefits everyone, basically one that is extremely fair. Now, when it comes to two people who are coming together, trying to create a happy life together, trying to create a relationship together, trying to build a family, it's important for both of the parties to have self-awareness. You know, when you identify who you are and then you know your needs based on the person that you know you are, that can help you show up and not try to manipulate or bully the other person to just give in, but rather you can, you know what you want, you know what you need, you know how to meet those needs. And when each person has that independence, that sense of self-awareness, that can help each other meet each other's needs in the most appropriate, healthy, and timely manner through communication. It's also so important to identify if the needs that you have are even able to be met by the other person. You know, chances are if we have childhood needs, they won't be able to meet our needs. Our partner will not be able to give us the affection and the love and the attention that we didn't get early on. And when you try to do this through your partner, you try to get that need met through them, it leaves you both frustrated. It leaves the uh, you, yourself feeling helpless and the other individual feeling frustrated that they are unable to meet that need. So when you do the inner work uh, and you're able to identify that there is a childhood need that has not been met, you take ownership of that need to yourself. What you do is you take away the burden from the partner and from the relationship, and that frees up the relationship to be that, to be an intimate relationship where you're both helping each other meet your adult relationship needs. And in essence, you're both filled up because you're both able to identify your own personal needs, specifically childhood needs that have not been met, meet those needs, and then come to the relationship from a place of wholeness. You know, the happiness that comes from being able to be in a relationship where you're meeting each other's needs in a way that each party feels respected, it leads to an incredible fulfillment and a feeling of, of love and connectedness. And relationships like this uh, lead to happiness, love, bliss. And this is what I believe is at the core of the human condition. We want connection. But in order to have a connection, you can have all the love in the world for somebody. But in order to share that love with somebody else and be in a relationship with them, you want to be able to bridge the gap between you two. And that can happen through communication, negotiation, and just allowing each other to feel heard, seen, and then working towards meeting each other's needs. That is at the core of the human condition. That's what leaves us feeling healthy, happy, and loved. If you are struggling with communication and if you are struggling with high reactivity, chances are you're probably not going to be the best at negotiating. Oftentimes you're just going to be so uncomfortable giving in because you want it all. Perhaps you've been gaslit in childhood or your, you know, your voice was shoved down. And anytime you try to express yourself, you, know, you feel like you feel like you're not being heard totally because not every element of your needs are being met and have a hard time negotiating, have a hard time just being selfless. This is very common for those who have been abused in childhood. So it's so important to do the inner work because when you do that, you can identify that you have an inner child who's probably wounded, who has needs that need to be met. And by negotiating with that child self and creating a line of communication and an open communication, you'll be able to meet those childhood needs and then show up to the relationship in a much more whole and inner peaceful way. And that will actually allow you to negotiate those adult relationship needs, which will allow you to communicate in a way that is that is safe, that is happy, that is not combative or fighting. You know, fighting is not communication. That's not negotiation. That's usually just trying to get your way. And when we're too fixed on meeting our own needs and, and seeing things our way, we don't allow space for somebody else. And ultimately, the other person will usually just not be there or walk away or will end up stonewalling or create distance. And, and that's really what breaks people apart. 
So if you are struggling in this way, please reach out and allow me to assist you in healing your inner world so you can show up to a relationship calm with inner peace, non-reactivity, and be able to negotiate in a way that meets both parties' needs and leads to fulfillment and happiness in your intimate personal relationships uh, and really all relationships. So I offer one-on-one coaching. Reach out to me and discuss how I can be of service to you on your healing journey. My email is yitz at magnoliahealingcenter.com. My phone, 818-210-6049. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.